Hello, welcome to Supernatural Stories, the show where you'll hear real stories of the supernatural from real people all across Canada. I'm your host and producer of the show, Cal Goodbaum, broadcasting from my home in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hope you enjoy the show wherever you are. Thanks for listening, leaving a review on iTunes and Facebook, and sharing the show with your friends. Hey all you cool cats and kittens. It's been a long time since I've shared any stories of the paranormal. Toronto has been under lockdown for more than two months, and like a lot of you, I've been going through one of the weirdest times of my life. It's times like this, when everything is so crazy, and there's so much going on that it's hard to focus on anything other than keeping up with the news. I want to just say, but that's enough about that, and jump right into stories, but it's hard to do that. It's hard when you know so many nurses out there are going through hell, and it's not just going to end right away. So that's why I'll just share the following message quickly before I jump into some stories. This podcast is not a conspiracy theory show, never was, and never will be one. That's not discrediting the merit of many conspiracy theories, although that term is a loaded one, dreamt up to discredit anyone who spoke about the JFK assassination, and for the record, I don't think Oswald was the only shooter. But at times like this, conspiracies that were essentially a form of subculture, or even just entertainment, have now become a problem that is really threatening the lives of people I know. When people talk about a conspiracy by the government to profit off of viruses, or to even plan an outbreak, or to promote a lockdown, it drives me crazy. Knowing that I personally am close friends with some of these same supposedly evil policymakers. There are conspiracies in the pharmaceutical world. Not all double-blind trials are valid, if you know what I mean. There are Martin Shkreli's and other heartless bastards out there. But don't let them make you so bitter that you start to believe all the conspiracy theories about COVID. Maybe some of them, definitely not the ones that say to threaten other people's lives by ignoring the risk of it. And I'm talking to you, the dumbass who went and licked the statue at Queen's Park. I mean, Jesus. I know that a lot of people who are open-minded enough to have an interest in the paranormal overlap with people who are into conspiracy theories. I'm not saying you need to listen to everything the government tells you blindly. Please, whatever you do, don't ignorantly share conspiracy theories just to feel like you are special. I felt I had to say that if I'm going to put out an episode now. That's about all I have to say on the matter. Except for this. Many people are now experiencing the weird state of having to not touch anything out of fear of germs. This next story gives a different meaning to being careful what you touch. It's from a first-time storyteller, Sarah. Last episode, I shared a bunch of spooky Ouija board stories. I had a lot of fun making that episode. Sarah got in touch with me to share a Ouija board story, but first, she shared this story. I hadn't really investigated anything. And there was one, I think it was called Spook. And I listened to that and I, I, I was kind of like, mm, you know, this doesn't have a ring of truth for me. I don't know. Anyway, I saw Supernatural. And I thought it was spooked. I don't know, whatever reason, last night, I decided I would listen to that instead of watching Netflix. And I was, you know, cooking stuff. And I was, and, and I was very impressed with the variety and the veracity. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had my own experiences. I would call myself probably 
highly intuitive, if not psychic. I've had premonitions and that sort of thing enough that, that that's kind of like my day to day. It doesn't, it, it doesn't impress me one way or the other when somebody says, sort of has a, a premonition. That's kind of like me talking about a recipe that we're sharing. Okay. <laughs> like that's sort of across the board for me. And so it was actually really validating to listen to all these people, just regular people. I could tell they hadn't been coached, uh, that there wasn't any drama. They were coming from a whole spectrum of age groups and, and all of that. And, and all of their stories were believable. And I credit you for reading out and getting so many and that was the part that i kind of went like holy cow this is this is almost like a scientific study that's I what mean, shocked were, me too exactly yeah totally shocked it's like me. wow there's like wow there's a lot of people and um, and i'm sure many of them don't get the opportunity one to share and if they do it's you know either not taken seriously or somebody goes oh yeah i had that happen and it's bull yeah. and and uh or uh they're kind of discounted as being crazy you mm -hmm. know and not taken seriously i was living in halifax at the time we had purchased an old house myself and um, another couple had purchased a house in the north end of halifax it was an older building and it needed a lot of cleaning. And so I was in the process of cleaning out uh, the closet. And I was standing on a wooden chair on a wooden floor in bare feet. And I was holding a, a wet rag and I was, you know, wiping off the, the wall and the shelves. And off in the corner was something that looked like it was probably a mouse nest. It was sort of like a, you know, sort of fluffy bunch of stuff or something and I went to uh, wipe it to to grab it and clean it out and I heard a voice as clear as if someone was standing it was like someone was standing right beside me on the floor and the voice said don't touch that you don't know what it is and I kind of stopped and I took the wet rag and I flicked at it and there was a pop and a volley of sparks and it was um, insulation that was hiding a broken wire. Mm -hmm. And if I had grabbed a hold of that with a wet cloth with, and a complete conduit down to the floor, I don't know whether it would have killed me, but it sure would have hurt. That would have, would have thrown me right off, off the chair. A friend of mine said, maybe you shouldn't tell people you hear voices, but it's, uh, you know, my my Rice Krispies don't talk to me, but this was certainly um, an indicator that, that uh, in a serious situation, that there was something that was uh, helping me out, for sure. It's well, a great story, because I, I really like um, positive stories, stories where people got some kind of a useful psychic message you know it's terrible if people get psychic messages about people are going to die and, and all this and they can't do anything about it you know versus one that yeah. they can actually use so, uh, all of my um i i've done um i've done tarot cards since i've been about uh, 16 much to uh, you know friends of mine who were very concerned because that's cardamancy and 
they think is associated with the occult. But I, I've always had uh, positive associations with them, and they came into my life when I was about, like I said, 16. Um, I don't live my life by them. Uh, they've been of assistance to um, other people who've uh, asked questions of, of the cards and I would consider myself a responsible card reader because if I see that there's a problem I'll, I'll often tell people you know you should really seek professional counseling on on this you know I'm a card reader I am not someone who can take over onto that you know another level of, of counseling so my association I guess with psychic phenomena or spirituality that's been a um, sort of a constant in my life and I don't find it unusual or peculiar. I don't I don't find it to be strange, we'll put it that way, although many people would. And uh, as we were speaking earlier, is one thing that I really uh, found so positive about your show is that there was so many uh, varieties of people with these these kinds of experiences which you don't get the opportunity to share often openly right without maybe being an object of curiosity if not you know disdain now some people can say well that's your subconscious but um it's it's not always the case in much the same way as the experience that i had with you know don't touch that you don't know what it is thanks for listening to supernatural stories and thanks for telling your friends about the show It's been a long time since I've shared stories with you, and since then I've had a bunch of people tell me amazing experiences, but then I've also had quite a few of my own. It's like something won't let me leave this show alone for too long before the supernatural stories start piling up. If you have a supernatural story that you want to share, get in touch through the Facebook page. You can go to www.supernaturalstories.ca or email supernaturalstoriescanada at gmail.com. All one word, Supernatural Stories Canada at gmail.com. And if you want to hear more of my own stories, let me know on Facebook. Now, here is Sarah's Ouija board story. Uh, I lived in a place that used to be the, the manse for the church, and they would lay out the, I found out later, they laid out the bodies for the funerals there. And you could never keep this place clean, and upstairs had terrible vibes. And there had been really awful things that had happened, abusive families and suicides and things. So I never went up there, and it was another apartment, and I was downstairs. I finally said to, because I I have what I call my beings. My beings find me things. I don't know if they're guardian angels or people on the other side or whatever, but they help me. Whoever these entities, whatever people that were there, I said, listen, I'm here. I'm not going to be like the others. You know, you're going to like me. (laughs) We're going to get along. And, uh, you know, we're just going to cohabit here. And so that's what ended up happening. And, And so for me, the energy sort of shifted that way. But people would come over and they go, how can you stay here? The place creeps me out. And I said, oh, well, you know, we're kind of on speaking terms. We're all getting along, so, you know, I'm not going to stay here forever. And <laughs> so that was, you know, my my relationship. But I've never seen any 
mm-hmm. you know, or had anything, I don't know, doors banging or, or any of that that, I, that I've heard. I know that that has happened. I've just never experienced it. So this particular story has to do with a Ouija board. It would have been when I was about 16 or 17. And uh, we were up uh, on a lake. It was uh, a, a club that was called the North Lake Fish and Game Club that my parents belonged to. And there were also cottages around the lake. And so all of the adults were at the clubhouse. There was myself and uh, four other girls, and we were all teenagers. There was Kathleen, Maureen, myself, and another girl called Sue. And I don't know where the idea came from, probably me, because I had a a bend in the supernatural realm, about let's do a Ouija board. Now, we didn't have a Ouija board. We made one. Uh, There was a, a card table. And we cut out pieces of paper where the, for anyone who doesn't know what a Ouija board is, there's, there's numbers and there's letters. And then there's yes and no in the corners. And so what we did was we, we arranged the, the letters uh, in sort of a semicircle and we used a wine glass as the palette where you put your fingers on and uh, to move it. So when we started asking the questions, so at first, nothing happened, and then and then it started to move. It, it was not spelling anything out particularly, and we all assumed somebody else was moving the glass, right? But we were willing to go along with the uh, charade just because we were bored and it was kind of fun, right? Sure. You know, it was sort of like uh, suspend disbelief, uh, you know, so we can pretend there's a, a spirit moving it around. Um, and so all of our questions, you know, we were asking different things, are you are male or female? And, you know, sometimes it would say am or, you know, my name is Tom or, you know, just very vagary kind of things. But then it sort of got more specific about things. I can't remember exactly when it started to kind of gel. But we asked uh, what it was like, where they were, and it's whatever entity was at that point, because there were different ones that seemed to kind of come and go, said nice, spelled out nice. And it was at this point that my friend Kathleen said, is there a heaven? I think that was her question. And that was when uh, this, the glass started to move around, and we were all, it was like having a sentence, okay? It was making a sentence, and it spelled out, you are much to, and we thought it was going to say blame, but it would be out blind. And it spelled out the full sentence, which was, you are much too blind, you do not believe in God, Kathleen, and then the wine glass moved away and it didn't move anymore. And we took our hands off that wine glass like it was, you know, a, a stove element, and, and we were kind of like, oh, that, that was happening. And at the same time, this girl, Sue, was, and we didn't realize how really 
dangerous, I would say, because we, I, I don't know what they did, but I have never, ever gone near anything to do with a Ouija board since then. And uh, she was hearing like static as if she said, I can hear them. I can hear them and I can feel them. And her eyes were dilated and it was like she was almost like she was high, like giddy. And uh, she kept that experience that night and through uh, the following day before it left her. That she would hear like muttering, a, a muttering of various voices, like you were hearing voices off in the distance. And she also said she could feel like like there was like someone around her, like a congregation of some sort. And uh, of course, you know, now you would say somebody was a conduit. You know, for spirits, you probably had an ability to do that, but it, they had come uninvited, and uh, so it's, uh, it was a, an interesting experience, and it was something that I would never mess with a Ouija board ever again. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported the show through Patreon and PayPal donations, especially Carol. Like probably the bulk of you, I'm currently out of work. I've paid for this show myself without taking advertisements, so all of the listener support I get really helps. Daddy needs a new Ouija board. Now, here is another Ouija board story from a return storyteller, Ali. Always done a fascination with Ouija boards. So I was very glad to have the opportunity when I found one at a local convenience store. I got my mom to buy it for me, and I didn't really think much of it until one night, I finally decided to use them. I lit my candles, and I had everything set up. I even decided that I was going to draw a couple of pentagrams and runes on the board. Lighting the candle, I remember that it was purple. I went downstairs to get a drink of water, and I came back upstairs. The candle blew out. The flame was no longer there. I was even stranger inside the pick that um, we used for guidance in the Ouija board was gone. And I remember I had left it there on the right side of the Ouija board. I was even harassing my brother, asking him um, if he had picked it, if he had taken it, and I had assumed that maybe I had left it in the kitchen. I relit the candle and I went down to the kitchen to see if I had left it there. The pick, I mean. And I couldn't find it still. When I went back upstairs to my room, the candle, once again, had blown out. I felt extremely uncomfortable with the whole situation, so I decided to just call it a night. The next morning, when I had woken up, I found the actual pick right there, on the right side of the Ouija board. I firmly believe that this particular toy, and I'm just gonna call it a toy because it is what it is, has the ability to take the intention of a person and work that energy around. So maybe I did touch base with something that night, maybe it was just coincidence that I know that I haven't touched a Ouija board since then. 
That's all for this episode, but I can't help but think I'll be hearing more stories about Ouija boards. Now that such a large percentage of you are locked down all the time looking for activities to pass the days, maybe a Ouija board might be just the thing? If you're eager for social interaction, but worried about being around anyone who can carry a virus, a few chats with the not-so-recently-deceased could be just the thing. Whether it's a Ouija board, or a seance, or being stuck in a haunted house, I'd love to hear your stories and share them on the show. Send them to me at SupernaturalStoriesCanada at gmail.com. That's one word, SupernaturalStoriesCanada at gmail.com. As well as through the Facebook page you can reach at www.SupernaturalStories.ca. This podcast is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. So feel free to leave a review there or share a link to the show. The music featured in this episode was by YouTube with All I've Ever Felt at Once and Hello 6AM, Laura Stevenson in the Cans with Landslide Song, Puddle of Infinity with We Will Be, and Blue Dot Sessions with That Horse Ithaca. The rest were original tracks. Thank you for listening to Supernatural Stories and thanks for telling your friends about the show and supporting a place for the supernatural in Canada. Please leave a review on iTunes or Google or Facebook. If you like the show, I appreciate it. Get in touch with your true story at www.supernaturalstories.ca. If you'd like to contribute a dollar per month or more to this independent podcast, go to patreon.com slash supernaturalstories. Till next time.